You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Dangerous is unsafe. It can cause injury, ruin, or such. Theologically, when it's dangerous, It says that you're not going to be benefited or blessed from it. And notice again, that's from a theological or uh, uh, God, godly standpoint. You're not going to be benefited from it or it's not going to be a blessing. You may get something out of it, but it won't be because God did it. Dangerous. And when you when you notice the text. The writer of Solomon said it's dangerous when, when it comes to trusting in riches. Your assets, your possessions, your skill. And, and we even attach certain things and certain people to uh, us, we'll say, my doctor, my lawyer. And, and it's dangerous to, to trust in riches or it's dangerous to put your trust in your doctor. Understand what I, what I mean now is, is dangerous in the sense of putting your doctor before God. Dangerous to put your skill above God helping you do a particular thing. Dangerous to put your education uh, above God giving you intelligence. You know, because some folk want the light to shine on them. And won't give God the glory that should go to him. How you do this? It was my such and such. Oh, so you think we don't remember when you didn't have a pot to twiddle in. But God had mercy and raised you up. But ain't it amazing how, how sometimes you can get caught up and think you did all 
that you've done because of your assets, your riches, your skills. How many understand? That's, that's just dangerous. Is it a blessing to have assets? Of course. Blessing to have skills? No doubt about it. But you never trust in what you have more so than you trust in the living God. And when you do so, again, is is dangerous. Yeah, and never just think it, when, when it comes to having riches, it, it just has to do with money. I ain't rich. Well, you may not be rich for no money, but you rich in some way or another. You have assets, you have skills when it comes to something. Because God equipped everybody. Now, whether you use it or not, that's a different story. But God has blessed everybody, saint and sinner, to the point to where even the scripture tells us the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Bottom line, you can be a sinner but have a great asset. You can be low down, but you're still talented in some way or another. You can lie all the time, but you have a voice that, that just you can sing, but lie, just lie all the time. Where the voice come from? That's just an asset that God gave you. So how many understand when it comes to riches what... Uh, it connotes and denotes because some folks think that riches just mean wealth, abundance, in reference to material things. And uh, I know some of y'all, you don't want nothing to do with material things. <laughs> but some of us do, right? But keep in mind, again, what, what I've said thus far. When you trust in riches or put riches above God, it's dangerous. So I want to take a look at just a few passages uh, concerning riches to back my point as well as to bring out more revelation in reference to riches. Is that all right? Let's start in Psalm 37. Psalm 37. How many going to stay with me? Psalm 37 and 16. Ready? Let's try that one more time. Psalm 37 and 16. Ready? A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. A little is better. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. Now that's quite a statement right there. Because there's, there's a lot of folks that would rather be wicked 
than righteous. And a lot of folks prefer being wicked because they look at the wealth they can have doing wicked things. Oh, we got some former drug dealers in here. You, you, one of the reasons you wouldn't get saved is because of all that money you were making from selling dope. And we got some sisters in here that know something about the pole. And them dollars coming your way. And you wouldn't get saved because you like them dollars coming your way when you was on that pole. That sugar daddies was throwing up there. Yeah. It's a lot of folks that, that are wicked that have riches, and that's the reason they will not get right. Won't live right. And some of us, we, we didn't get saved because we enjoyed some of the sin or the wickedness we was involved in. I would get saved. I ain't ready yet. Why you ain't ready yet? And see, that's when, if folk would be honest with you, they would bring out the wickedness that they enjoy doing. How many, how many if you be honest now in hindsight, one reason you didn't get saved earlier because you enjoyed the wickedness you were doing? You make up excuses. Well, church ain't for everybody. You just want to keep doing your mess. And see, this text right here brings it out. Look look at this text again. I got to move on, but but notice again here. Psalm 37, 16. A little that a righteous man has. And some of us remember that that we were at a small beginning at one time. You may be at a small beginning right now, but just hold on. God going to cause increase if you stay in him. But it's better to have a little and be righteous than a whole lot and be wicked. Look at this. A little, little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many. What? Yeah. And when, when some of us first got saved, we would never have agreed with that. Because some of us, when we first got saved, after you got settled in the church and you were broke because you were used to having money, you would say dumb stuff like, Lord, I was better off when I wasn't saved. You'll be amazed, folks, that, and, and some folks even think that way now. But it's not true. But let's go further. Let's go to Proverbs 11. Y'all got to stay with me now. Lord have mercy. Proverbs 11 and 4. Woo! This is a hard one to swallow. Because it, it doesn't sound right when you, when, you, when you look at it. Proverbs 11 and 4. Riches do not profit. Notice this. In the day of wrath. 
But if you really look at it, it's the truth. You can have a pocket full of money, but when stuff starts to go bad, or when trouble or something is happening, it don't mean that. Look at the verse. Proverbs 11 and 4. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. And what's the bottom line of this proverb? Don't ever put riches before righteousness. I'm going to get saved, but I got to get my money right first. Focus on stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get saved one day, but there's a few things I got. It's, it's a few loose things I got to tie up. And then I'm going to come on in the church walk like, like they got the appointment book. How many remember dumb stuff you used to say before you got saved? About when you going to get saved? You remember? Was it dumb? It was dumb then, and guess what? It's dumb now. Let's go further. Let's go to uh, Mark, the book of Mark, the 10th chapter. Now, I'm going to read a little. Mark 10, we're going to start at verse 17. Mark is in the uh, New Testament, second book. Mark 10, we're going to start at verse 17. Ready? Now, as he or Jesus was going out on the road, one came. How did he come? And notice, he, he, he putting on his religious deal, too. And he knelt before him. You know, he ran trying to catch Jesus. Jesus getting ready to go out. Going out of town. I got to catch him before he get gone. Caught him. Fell on his knees. I want y'all to really get the picture. Knelt before him and asked him, good teacher. What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? Want to know his motive for, for calling him such. Why, why you call me good? Then he, then he turned around and said, no one is good but one that is God. So his thing is, do he know I'm God? Is Jesus God? In the beginning was the? And the word was? And the word was God. Now that's John 1, 1, 1 and 2. But, but then John 1 and 14 says, and the word became flesh or Jesus. So notice he tells them there, there's not but one good and that is that's God. So his thing is do he know that I'm, I'm God? But Jesus went on to say to him, you know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not 
bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. Verse 20, he answered and said to him, teacher, all these things have I kept from my youth. He's trying to impress Jesus. I said he's trying to impress him. You ever had somebody try to impress you? Yeah, he, he impressed but, but But the implication once we go on is he was telling a lie. Because notice he went on and said, Then Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said to him, One thing you lack. Now remember, he said he done kept all the commandments. Remember that? What Jesus asked him, Yeah, I done done all that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I got all that together. But he said, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. Come suffer, come follow me. Do not steal, do not defraud. I'm going to test him. I'm going to see if he'll give what he had been given. You may not literally go and rob a store, but if you ain't been being a blessing to people, if you ain't been giving God what's due to him, you've been stealing. God bless you in order for you to be a... But notice what he says now. Notice. He said, said, well, last thing in verse 21. Do all listen, take up the cross, final thing, and follow me. But he was sad. Notice this. At this word. Now, how in the world are you going to be sad at, at the word of God and you've been keeping all that stuff? You told Jesus you've been keeping all that stuff since you was a child? And now he's going to give you some more word? But you don't like that word? But you've been keeping the word, but you don't like. He lied, didn't he? Because if you've been keeping the word and understand the word, you're going to keep eating the word. Man shall not live by, but by, but by every, every word. He told Jesus, he'd been, basically, I've been serving God since I was young. Because the commandments that Jesus gave him were the word of God. So his testimony was he'd been serving God since he was young. That's the implication. But then when he gives him a revelation about what he should do in order to have what he asked for. He didn't want it. You, you told me what you wanted. I'm telling you how to get what you want. But he's, I don't want it if I got to do what word says. You have that now. Folk want stuff, but they don't want to do what the word says. Want to go to heaven, but don't want to do what the word says. 
I want to have what such and what so and so had, but don't want to do what the. Folk at me and say, Walker, how you do such, 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 such? Well, I just obeyed. Oh. You, you, when, folk ask you, when folks ask you how you did such and such, you tell them you obeyed the word. If they really don't love God or know God, once you say that, the whole conversation will change. How many have experienced that? Whole conversation to change. Sad, but it's just true. But notice, he, he was sad, unhappy about the word. And went away sorrowful, for he had great possession. He was crazy about his assets to the point to where he wasn't willing to give up his assets. How you going to know God and not know that God is, is the biggest giver it is? Now some folks just think God is the biggest giver just because they read John 3.16 which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But if you'll notice from Genesis on, God did nothing but give. And God is still giving. You used to, be, used to be a song in the church. You can't beat God giving, no matter how hard you try. Reason being, God is the greatest giver. God, you, you give a little, then God turn around and, and bless you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You obey God, then God give you land. Isaiah 1 and 19, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. He bless you with land. He bless you with good things simply because of your obedience. Who is God? The greatest giver that has ever been and will ever be. Sad because of the word. And that's some of us. Sometimes we hear a word. We just, we just don't like what we preach. Even though if you obey it, a blessing will come from it. But this man did not want to get rid of his assets. Didn't want to do it. Lord have mercy. Verse 23. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. One reason they were astonished, they had riches. And then Jesus, Jesus had to break it down, you know, just like uh, as a preacher I break down stuff so you understand. Notice he breaks it down and says, say this right here to them. Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. That man wanted eternal life, but he trusted in his assets or his riches more than he trusted God. 
and wanted Jesus to believe that he had been keeping the commandments. How are you going to be a thief not putting God first and keep the commandments? Something to think about. Psalm 112. My last passage in reference to riches. Then we got to go further. I got a quiet house at the moment. Jesus dropped it on him, didn't he? And then allowed me to drop it on you today. <laughs> now, this, this is a powerful uh Set of verses right here. We're going to read three verses from Psalm 112, starting at verse 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man or woman who does what? You worship him. To fear is to worship. He goes on to say, who delights greatly in his what? Now notice, when you go back to Mark 10, the young Ruler, he acted like he delighted what? Greatly in God's what? Commandment. Because he said, all these I done what? Kept. But look at this verse and, and keep that in mind. Again, blesses a man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his what? Because you can't keep God's commandments if you don't love him. You can't not. Cuss out nobody if, you, you, if your former life was a life of cursing folk out if you don't have God. Y'all ought to quit over here. Let me go over here and see if I can find some real folk. Ain't no way you cannot curse nobody out if you don't have God. If all you have done all your life is just curse folk out. Ain't that right, prophetess? You have to delight in doing what he has told you to do or keeping his commandments. I still love you. Notice this. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright or righteous Will be blessed. Now notice this stems from a person that fears or worships the Lord. Verse 3. Wealth and riches will be in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. Now, now notice what type man this is. This, this is a man or a person that does not trust riches, and because they don't trust riches, God gonna bless them with riches. He gonna give you fifteen cars. A twelve cars. Well, maybe somebody got 15 <laughs> or 20. But notice this. God is going to bless you with riches 
when you don't put riches before him. Preachers that preach for money will end up poor unless they get their riches from crazy folk. You hear me? But if a preacher, deacon, or whoever is righteous... And does not put riches before God. God going to bless that person. A person's wealth riches. Because God know. If I tell him to give, give something. It ain't going to be no problem. He going to give it. Or she going to give it. Why? Because the trust is not in riches. And see, God, no folk he can trust. If he can't trust you to get 10% a tithe, how are you going to trust you with the true riches? If he doesn't bless you with everything you have but can't trust you to give an offering, how are you going to bless you with riches? You don't even trust him the way you should. You have to trust God above anything or anybody else. And when you worship him in such a way, riches are going to come your way. You're going to have many assets. You'll get assets in order to help somebody else. <laughs> there are things that I own that, that, that are a blessing to other folk more so than they are to me. You hear me? I got houses, I got cars that are more of a blessing, more of a blessing to other folks than they are to me. I don't even drive them, don't even use them, but they do. But they're mine. But they drive them, stay in it, do this, that, and the other. But guess what? You, you understand what I'm saying? But it all goes back. To this scripture right here. Look, look at this scripture. Look what he says now. I got to move on. Blessed is the man who fears who? Who delights greatly in his what? Notice who's going to benefit from. First his descendants. Children. People that he's connected with. His descendants will be mighty well. The generation of the upright will be what? Blessed. But they got to stay right. They're his descendants but they got to stay what? Right. But then he goes on to say, wealth and riches will be well. And it's God. That's a promise. If you feel me and do right, you're going to have wealth and riches in your house. In your house. You're going to have it because you're not trusting riches. You're worshiping I, I usually didn't understand. You see people take up seven offers in one service. Why in the world are they taking up all that? Why in the world are they, they, they pity-padding God? They, are, they are keep, keep the offering thing up front, count the money, 
and then go back to the folk two or three times. We need three more dollars from at least ten folk. Count it. We need at least one dollar. And be just as serious. We need one dollar. From at least 50 folks. You need 50 dollars. Why don't you just say you need 50 dollars. So somebody may have 50 dollars. And just put it on the table. Instead of getting 50 folk to bring one dollar up there. See, some of y'all may think I'm just talking, but I'm, just, I'm, I'm being sincere. People used to do stuff like that. And, and that ain't never the way in Scripture that you take up no offering. The Scripture is clear on how we should, we should receive God's tithe and offering. You don't beg. God ain't going to beg. You don't even try to force. And, and used to, I remember before, you used to try to force folk to give God his money. You can't force a thief to do right. Thief going to have to make that choice on his or her own. But if you fear God, riches going to come your way. Now, you're going to be talked about. Because it, it, it's folks that, you know what, that preacher get all them folk money. I said, Lord, if they just only knew, if you just let me tell them. Because, no, you don't lower yourself to try to explain to nobody why you blessed. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's all of us. When it comes to your family, your family will question things about you. How in the world she do that? But see, they don't understand. When you fear God and put him above everything and everybody, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And, and guess what? Folk going to know it. And remember, blessed. Uh, can be either based upon what a person does for you or what God does for you. I don't mind people blessing me. I especially like people to bless me when God lead them to. But understand this. But, but the blessing that I always want in my life is the blessing of Proverbs 10 and 22, I think it is, which says the blessing of the Lord makes one what? And see, that's what he's talking about right here. When you're blessed of God, you're going to have assets, possessions. You're going to have things. And notice what this verse right here is talking about. It's talking about having things right here on earth, right here on earth. And it's not because of, of who you are that's causing the blessings to come. It's because of your service your worship to the most high God how many understand this is very 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 important this is the reason you, you, never, you never put your trust uh, in anything 
above God or anybody above God. God needs to always be, be number one. You trust folk, but you, you trust them as the old folks say with a long handle spoon. You only trust them so far. You trust your job, but you only trust your job so far. The only one you put all of your trust in is God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your what? You put all your trust in, in him. Amen? All right, let's go back to Proverbs 11 to 28. Lord have mercy. Y'all still okay? Notice this right here. Proverbs 11 28. He who trusts in his riches will what? Fall. You're going to ruin yourself. You're going to mess your own self up. I got some nice cars, but I asked God to bless me to be able to make it wherever I'm going and back. Now, I'm going to get the oil changed, tires checked, and all that, but I'm still going, hey, Lord. <laughs> I need you to give me a safe trip. Oh, God, let me go up the highway and come back safely. I ain't going to be no fool and say, hey, yeah, that's mine right there. Yeah, it'll get on up the highway. Yeah, we're going to drive it on up to... uh, I'm not never going to be crazy. No. Whether I'm driving a $100,000 car or a $7,000 car, I'm going to make it my business to say, Lord, get me safely there and bring me safely back. When you don't do such, when you trust in your assets, your possession, you're going to fall. Lord, now, I done talked to this doctor. He's telling me what, what needs to happen. Now, Lord, you got to let me know if, if I need to trust him and use him. Because, Lord, I'm going to be just like Mother Lola if he ain't going to... If he ain't going to do the right thing, I just want you to send me to somebody else. You don't just join a church. You ask God, if, if this is, is this the church you want? So that way, if you know God wants you there, you ain't going to make no trouble. I tell folk, pray, make sure God's sending you here. Well, I, I, I don't want no trouble. I already got folk that God didn't send here, so I want to make sure that he sent you here because I don't want no trouble. I've told folk, I, when that left, I said, well, I think it's good for you to leave. Cause I know God didn't send you here anyway. I, I'll open the door for you. I know that sound mean, but I'm just saying, you got to make sure. 
It's just like if I bless you, it's going to be because God done told me to do it. You hear me? Lord have mercy. Y'all all right? But you will fall if you trust in your riches. You will fall if you trust in your riches. I need to go to a scripture. Woo, Lord have mercy. I need to find that scripture though. Go with me, I think, to Proverbs 20, 28. Lord have mercy. Oh, Lord have mercy. This may, yeah, this is the one I want. Woo, Proverbs 28. Y'all hold on. Trust in riches, you're going to fall. But, but notice, notice the implication here in Proverbs 28 and 18. Y'all ready? Whoever walks blamelessly will be saved. Now, when he talks about walking blamelessly, is that you're, you're trying to do what's right. You're trying to follow God's instruction. And when you do that, he's going to deliver you. Or save you. And deliverance or salvation is threefold. Right? He'll bring you out. He'll protect you. And he'll cause you to prosper. So when I walk blamelessly or according to the will of God, I'm going to be what? Saved. Y'all better hold on. Because the last part is what I really want to deal with. But he... Who is perverse? Willfully doing the wrong thing is what perverse means. Or the definition that, that uh, applies to the verse. But he who is perverse in his ways will suddenly fall. When you know the right thing to do, but you're going to do wrong anyhow. You're going to fall. You're going to mess up yourself. Don't want to be perverse and do it the way we want to do it. We want to do it his way. How many can agree that the best way is God's way? And the worst way is our way. Devil get blamed on a lot of things that he he wasn't he wasn't nowhere around. His demons weren't even nowhere around. It, it was just us messing up. And and when you read scripture, you'll notice that 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 certain mess up that happened, God didn't even didn't even bring the devil in. He just he just asked the person, why you do this? When Adam messed up, he asked Adam. Why you do this? He didn't even, he didn't even bring the enemy in the, in the, into play. Adam, why you do this? Adam was the one that ended up telling on his wife. <laughs> and the devil. Yeah, God wasn't even concerned about his wife or the devil. 
Adam, Adam learned early. I got to shift this. <laughs> and even when the Lord confronted Cain, he didn't bring in the devil. He confronted, hey, where your brother at? And then he going to get smart. Oh, I'm my brother's keeper. And them folk be using that like it, like it was a good thing. He was being smart when he said it. To God. Should we be a keeper to our brother to a degree? But biblically speaking, it's the Holy Ghost that's supposed to keep us. We support each other, but our keeper is... The Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. We got no Bible, right? And we got to rightly. In my clothes, back in Proverbs 11 and 28, we're going to deal with the last, the last clause. Let me read the first clause again. So you can get, get a clear picture of it again. He who trusts in his riches will fall. But the righteous will flourish. Like foliage. Like them leaves. On a plant. A tree. Them leaves that look like they ain't going to come in, in, in uh, February. Tree over there just as dormant as can be. But all that's going to change. Woo! I said, oh, that's going to change. You ain't got to cut the grass. In December, you got to get up some leaves. Unless you somewhere where grass grow year-round. But sooner or later, even if you don't put fertilizer on certain things, the earth going to take care of it. You're going to see that foliage or you're going to see them leaves that look like they were dumb and all of a sudden you're going to start seeing little bitty, little bitty green leaves just pop up won't be about that big and see what he's talking about that the righteous going to flourish like foliage it means that you're going to have steady increase you may start out a little but as long as you do what's right, you're going to have steady increase. Just do what's right. Just do what God told you to do. Just do the right thing, and you're going to see increase happening in your life. Don't get stupid. Don't get to trying to make something happen. On your own. No. It just, just stay in the will of God. And, and just 
watch your progress just, just be steady. I need to go ahead and make this. Not just stay in the will of God and watch God do it. Don't get ahead, but I also don't go back. When God starts blessing you, don't, don't just don't stop. Don't, don't decline. You just keep, keep going. Ain't nobody telling you to try to run. You say these these guys when when I was in track and field that that you uh, say this race I, don't, I know they probably still have it called the quarter and uh, they would tell you at least the coach would tell you look when you come out the blocks you start out fast but then you slow down to get you get you get you a good fast pace and and wait to the end and then you just Turn it on. But you usually have these guys when listen. They come out the block. I mean, they run. Wide open. I ain't thinking about no pad, no pace, no steady pace. Just running, 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 running. They get to about 190 yards. That strong arm that they had and them knees up high, all of a sudden that arm come down. And folk, you say, oh, Lord, the bear. Dang God on him. He started out too fast. And folk that he had left. Here they come, going right by him. Now he was all out in front, and then finally, folk, and finished the race, walking off, and here he finally, <laughs> finally come crossing the finish line. We don't want to be like that. We want to be just like the foliage, steady progress. But, but see, this is also what's happening. Two things are happening when it comes to that steady progress. Maturity and prosperity. Foliage or leaves start getting greener and, and uh, developing certain assets. Mature and prosperity. See, when you're righteous, you, you, got, you got to get mature. You don't want to be in, in church 20 years and still complaining about everything. You, you, don't, want to be like, you don't want to be no church hopper. You got, you got folk that have been saved 30 years and, 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 I, and no, no have a seat in about 10 churches. They just go from one church, ain't never mature, just one church to another. When you're like foliage, when you're flourishing, you mature and you prosper. That's what you do. You're growing up, 
And as you're growing up, you're prospering, maturing, and prospering. And when folks see you, they say, oh, man, look at her. She sure have grown just maturing and prospering. And I'm going to tell you all something. One of the saddest things that, that I see even now, you, you have folk that have been in the same place for 20 years or more. Same place. Same place. Doing the same dumb stuff 20 years or more. And you, and you look, you're like, man, that's sad. Been saved that long and hadn't, hadn't grown. Hadn't grown. Still doing the same. You were keeping up foolishness when you first got saved, and you still keeping up that foolishness. You were quick to get mad when you first got saved, and you're still quick to get mad. You couldn't take a hard word when you first got saved. And you still can't take a hard word. You can't be like that. You, you got to be to the point where you're just like this foliage. You're going to flourish. You're going to mature and prosper. And all of us got to go through that stage. You're going to go through the stage where you get mad at what's being taught. You get mad at this, that, and the other. But it should come a time to where you're done with getting mad. You're mature enough to where uh, you can just go on. You know, but some folk, they just, they are just keep fussing because they hadn't matured. Lord have mercy. Y'all quiet. <laughs> but am I telling the truth? Yeah. yeah. I done got to the point to where something you just hear and just, you just hear it. That's it. You know. And sometimes, when it's some, some things, if folks say to me, if they said them to certain folk, they'd be mad. I just haven't got to the point. I just have some sayings. I'd be, oh, well. <laughs> or sometimes I won't put the old there. I just say, well. <laughs> well, I'm just being honest with Sometimes I just say, well. Y'all don't want to hear about my sayings, though. Last scripture. Remember. The righteous going to be like foliage. You're going to what? Flourish. You're going to have a steady progress, right? And you're going to mature and what? And prosper. That's simple. But let's go to Psalm 72. This is my last verse. Lord have mercy. That's one of my sayings too. Psalm 72 and 7. This is going to be hard for some of y'all. This is hard to believe if you don't really understand God. Psalm 72 and 7. Ready? In his days... The righteous shall flourish. An abundance of peace. Notice this. Until the, help me, 
is what? Now, this is a messianic psalm, the verse, but notice it, how it talks about the righteous. This, this, in his days, the who shall flourish? Now, I could put my name down. Could you put your name down? In his days, God's days, or we could say the seasons of God. In his days, the righteous shall what? And abundance of what? Which peace, whether in the New or the Old Testament, the, the primary meaning is prosperity. But notice how you're going to flourish until the moon is what? That means it ain't going to stop. COVID can't stop you from flourishing. Your enemies can't stop you from flourish. Nobody can stop you from flourish. Sickness that hits your body cannot stop you from flourish. Pastor, my husband just walked off. Well, he just left a blessed woman. Because he can't stop what God is doing in your life. Life, like I say, but but this scripture right here, some folk when they look at it and really understand it, they can't receive it. I don't have no problem receiving this verse right here. I believe as long as I strive to do the right thing, God gonna cause me to prosper. Let me ask you a question. I'm closing with this. Do you believe God can prosper you in your worst trial? In your worst trial, he'll still bless you. Now see, now, see, I don't have to believe it no more. I know it. I know he'll bless you in your worst trial. So we're not going to trust in our riches or assets because it's, it's dangerous. And I'm going to stop right there. Let's get the Lord a hand.